0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this session of FreightWaves Autonomous and the Electric Vehicle Summit, where we will be talking about regulations and potential regulations uh, affecting manufacturers and operators of autonomous trucks. My name is John Gallagher. I'm senior editor at FreightWaves, and joining me is Wiley Deck. Wiley is vice president of government affairs and public policy for PLUS, which is a self-driving truck technology company. Wiley,
1: thanks for taking the time to join us today. Well, thanks, John. This is uh, an important and interesting topic, and so thanks for having me.
0: Great. Well, let's jump in. Um, prior to joining PLUS this past May, you spent 25 years in, in the federal government and most recently uh, heading up the uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, and you were also at DOT, which gives you a a distinct perspective um, on how regulations af- affect trucking. So I wanted to start by asking, how do you see the role of regulations in the development of self-driving technology right now?
1: Uh, that, that's such a great question, John. Uh, the creation of these regulations that uh, govern how these new technologies are uh, being adopted and, and integrated into our existing systems is very important, and it's important that uh, the the companies that are engaged in these types of endeavors uh, are engaged with uh, the Department of Transportation, FMCSA, and NHTSA. And it's very critical that at some point the we 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 move away from the patchwork of regulations that we're seeing across the country where states which are able to react and move uh, a lot faster than their federal counterparts on engaging and enacting uh, regulations and laws governing the applications of these, these new uh, technologies. But, but at some point, the federal government uh, will need to step in and create an, an even field out there for everybody to operate in, because uh, where the, these companies are primarily focused is in the interstate uh, transportation of goods and the long haul uh, trucking aspect. So uh, as you move from state to state and you're transporting interstate goods, uh, the federal government regulations are going to be key into leveling out that uh, that uh, in environment of which these uh, uh, companies and, and fleets operate these uh, new technologies. Yeah, and you, you're right, you
0: do hear all the time that states are, are being more proactive in um uh, um, then at the federal level in, 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 issuing these guidelines and regulations. So, so, so do you, I'm, um, so do you, do you see that as well at, in your, from your role at plus? Um, and, and do, could you, could you say a little bit more on like what needs to change there, Wiley, with regard to this dynamic that's been playing out so far between the, between the, um, state and local oversight and, and federal
1: oversight? Well, I think we right now the uh, the, the federal uh, regulators are uh, kind of letting things play out. They, they've they've taken sort of a hands off approach, letting the, the technology develop and grow. But at some point, they will step in, and as more and more states, you've got some states that are very uh, light on regulations and very. Uh, accommodating, and you've got other states that are a little bit more restrictive and have additional requirements uh, for the testing and development and deployment of these technologies. Some states are won't allow the uh, testing or deployment of uh, auto- autonomous trucks at the moment, but are currently, uh, and this is this is part of my role on, with Plus, is working with states towards uh, accommodating these, these new technologies, especially in, in, in large trucks. As, as we've seen over the past uh, few years, the, the growth in the interest of uh, autonomous trucking and more and more uh, players getting into that field and fleets uh, expressing their interest in, in uh, adopting these new technologies. But at some point, again, it's working with the states, uh, whether it's through the state uh, law enforcement uh, offices, the legislatures, uh, the DMVs, and in conjunction with coordinating uh, with FMCSA and NHTSA, uh, working together along with uh, everybody in the industry, the other uh, AV trucking companies, uh, working together towards that common goal.
0: I see. Um to get, and to get a little bit more specific, um, let's take hours of service, for example, and, and, and this, and this industry. So how, how do you see, um, hours of service regulations potentially changing with respect to the operational changes that are, that are happening inside the cab as, as these level, as the, you know, the level three to five autonomous driving systems develop?
1: So we, we just went through, uh, while I was at uh, FMCSA, the, the last round of uh, hours of service uh, modifications, but uh, and we, we heard just recently from uh, uh, FMCSA that they are looking at the possibility of uh, making adjustments to uh, hours of service to accommodate, uh, like team drivers. So uh, you would have a human uh, safety driver uh, that would operate the vehicle at some points during it, its trip, and then the the team member of the uh, of the computer would take over the the uh, the highway portion or or whatever uh, operational domain that uh, is 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 set for that. Um, but we're already looking at, at at those possibilities now. At some point, uh, it'll have to be addressed on. Once the driver is taken out at some point in the future, you know, once we've uh, uh, accumulated the, the data we need to safely remove the driver, how do the hours of service uh, come into play at that point? So, that's, these are all dialogues. The whole industry is engaged with FMCSA uh, on these conversations. Uh, that, that was one of the things that while I was there at the agency, and was responsible for autonomous uh, trucks. I I had regular meetings uh, with uh, every uh, company that was involved in AV trucking. Uh, They were very uh, forthcoming in information and uh, working with the agency uh, in order to help move this technology along.
0: It's sort of a a bit of a follow-up to that. So, uh, plus, has noted that its deployment model, aside from saving fuel costs, and I believe that there's an. You, I, I think you guys estimate ten to twenty percent um, savings in fuel fuel costs. But but aside from that, and 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 also, you know, improving the safety and, and the safety and driver comfort, um, it's designed to help fleets address the driver shortage. Uh, so, what is your estimate of how many less drivers? Um, a a trucking operator may require um, once your model is, is commercially available? And yeah.
1: So that's a good question. We have a commercially viable and commercially available uh, system now. Uh, It's currently being installed on trucks uh, for, for fleets. And what that has is a supervising driver. And what we talk about when on the, on the driver shortage issue and how, our system can help with that is in driver retention. What we've seen is in the past, you have fleets that have 100%, 120% turnover in their drivers. That's because this job is tough. It is one of the toughest jobs in transportation. It's the fourth most dangerous job uh, in the American uh, uh, workforce. So if we can help companies make the job safer, more comfortable, easier, that will help companies and fleets with their driver retention, making their the driver's lives easier and better and allowing them to do their jobs more efficiently. So uh, that's where we, we get the benefit uh, through the Plus Drive and its availability now so that companies aren't, and fleets aren't having, having to wait years uh, for the possibility of removing that driver, it's let's install the systems now, make life better for the driver. Again, we're seeing driver shortages. And what I saw at at the uh, FMCSA uh, as of last year, uh, um, I won't say it a mass exodus, but there are a large number of drivers leaving the fleets and moving into uh, owner operator status. So while the drivers are still in the mix and in the industry, the fleets were suffering because they were losing those drivers that they that they needed. And if you can make life better for the driver, then that will help with that driver retention.
0: So, so in other words, if, you, if you're an employee driver or even an independent owner operator, you, you're saying, they don't have need to be worrying right
1: now. Oh, absolutely not. So, uh you look at the scope and and how large this uh industry is. 90% of the uh, of the trucking industry is made up of companies with 10 or fewer trucks. Uh if you're a driver now and you like driving, uh you can retire as a truck driver. Uh but In the meantime, let's let's make their lives better and easier and uh, safer, not only for them, but for the motoring public around them. NHTSA
0: um, just recently uh, issued a standing order requiring 108 companies in the the autonomous vehicle space, uh, plus included, um, submit crash data to them um, very quickly, quick turnaround time within a day. of, of the company being notified that one of their autonomous systems was involved in this crash. So the first question on that, um, were you aware, Wiley, that this was coming out first? And then, and then second, um, what are your thoughts or concerns um, now that this has been mandated? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
1: So uh, I will say that uh, uh, it it did come as a surprise. Uh, NHTSA uh, was very close hold on their... uh, efforts on this uh, standing general order. Um, My concerns are, I I really wish they had uh, engaged the industry more uh, in the development of this. Again, I'll go back to uh, my time at the department and all of these companies were very engaged with not only NHTSA, but for the trucking uh, folks, they were very involved with FMCSA. We had constant meetings uh, with them. They would always update us on where they were testing, what they were working on, uh, any issues that were they were having. Uh, so, uh, it, it, I, I, like I said, I, I really wish that uh, NHTSA had been more engaged with uh, the, the industry on uh, the development of this order. You know, we all want uh, safe operation of these vehicles on our roads. Uh, at at some point, you, know, you you said 108 companies. You know, uh, as this as this technology develops, there's going to be more, so they're going to have to make modifications. Uh, I know at some that they will be it putting out uh, uh, for notice and comment uh, aspects of the of the reporting requirements. So uh, we'll take a look at that and uh, uh, work with our, our uh, fellow uh, AV truck folks and uh, our other AV industry folks uh, towards Im- improving what uh, NHTSA is requesting. Again, we want to be forthcoming. We want these uh, vehicles to be safe and integrated safely uh, for the motoring public. And uh, we're happy to work with with uh, with both uh, NHTSA, FMCSA, and DOT. Have you been in touch with with NHTSA since they issued that
0: that mandate?
1: Uh, I have. Uh, they, you know, and and they're very helpful. That the, the uh, folks there are just fantastic to work with. Uh, you know, never had any difficulties uh, uh, getting an opportunity to, to meet with them, and so. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, looking forward to continue uh, working on not only this reporting requirement, uh, but other aspects as as we move forward in this technology.
0: Gotcha. Um, so everyone's um, switching gears a bit. Everyone's you know waiting to see what happens with these infrastructure proposals that the that the Biden administration and Congress are, are working on. What what do you see, Wiley, in these bills that um, that the autonomous trucking sector should be you know either happy about or or worried about even?
1: So nothing to be uh, worried about. Uh, there's some uh, language in the in the House version, uh, in the, uh not only in the infrastructure bill. But let's uh, tie in the, the highway bill to that uh, that deals with uh, autonomous, uh, with automated emergency braking systems and that type of thing. But I think what's really encouraging, and and I applaud uh, uh, Congress and and the Biden administration for uh, pushing the uh, the funding of uh smart infrastructure which will benefit uh, the increased uh, uh, automated driving systems uh, uh, efficiencies as they travel through uh, our highways and interstates and and uh, even on our in our uh, communities uh, with the uh, last mile deliveries that we've seen with uh, some of these new uh, companies that are, that are out there. So uh, it's very encouraging that uh, they recognize that this technology is coming um, and that they are working to integrate that safely into our our current uh, transportation system. And uh, I'm I'm very much encouraged by by what the the Congress is doing and the Biden administration uh, has signaled that uh, they're very much uh, moving forward with uh, not only uh, passenger autonomous vehicles, but uh, uh, autonomous trucks as well. And we look forward to seeing what FMCSA puts out later this year uh, on uh, the rulemaking that uh, I had started uh, back at FMCSA uh, uh, what, uh, year, two years ago. So uh, looking forward to seeing what what comes out of that.
0: Great. And, and just before we wrap up here, I wanted to ask you about uh, that sort of about that in addition to that, um, FMCSA proposal, um, w- anything else that the industry should be looking for either from FMCSA or NHTSA or, or anywhere else, or DOT or anywhere else, um, affecting the industry that, that, that people should be keeping tabs on.
1: So I, I think that besides the, the, the one, I just mentioned that the FMCSA will be putting out, uh, you know, NHTSA's uh, obviously this is, uh, one of their, uh, main areas, uh, that they're working on. Uh, they've got some regulations out one on, uh, they are already starting, uh, automatic emergency braking issues, uh, passenger, uh, safety, uh, rulemakings. Uh, so there are, there are a couple out there, but there, there's nothing significant right now uh, for the, uh, automated trucking, uh, folks that the, that either Nitsa or FMCSA, other than the ones uh, I just mentioned, uh, that, that they should be overly concerned about. And and the nice thing is, is that generally when they uh, are working on these regulations, uh, we, we get advance notice through the, uh, the spring uh, regulatory agenda and the fall regulatory agenda. And as a part of the rulemaking process, uh, everybody gets their say. So that's what uh, rulemaking takes a long time to do, years uh, to accomplish. But during that process, there are a lot of points where public the public gets their opportunity to help craft and help shape uh, that rulemaking. So uh, looking forward to seeing what comes out of the department and this administration.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there, Wiley. Um, so thank you again for joining us today um, for your very valuable regulatory perspective on this Next stage of development in the trucking industry.
1: Well, thank you, John. I, I appreciate this opportunity and uh, uh, I hope you have a, a, a great uh, rest of your event.
0: Great. Thank you. And thanks to everyone out there for.